Hey, I'm Taz. I'm Caroline. Welcome to the Life Resume. Hey, Caroline. Hey, Taz. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. So it's been a big week for us, hasn't it? Such a big week. I can't believe it, actually. I'm like kind of vibrating. (laughs) We have three episodes out and it's been crazy. It's been quite a journey um, to get them out. So much learning, um, so much just figuring things out. I'm very grateful and thankful for so many people behind the scenes who have helped make this happen. Um, We've had our buddy who did the music for us. We've got, I've got a speaking coach who's helping me um, really like fight this fear of public speaking and who is just been alongside this journey. People who have just been on call, who have helped me tinker with GarageBand and um, YouTube videos. What did we do before the time of YouTube videos? I do not know. How did we survive, right? <laughs> I don't know. So many YouTube videos. Um, and listeners who have given feedback and who have um, provided us with some suggestions, I just, I'm really grateful. And um, it just really helps us to improve. Like that's really one of the, the goals and something that we really want to do is just to, to learn and to improve. So um, yeah, I just feel really just so much gratitude. So much gratitude and just, I think the love and the support from the community, you know, there are those who are on, who are on our speed dial, um, or is that an old fact? Do I sound old if I say that? No one has a speed dial anymore, right? Your favorites, I guess? Like Maybe. Yeah. Anyway, I'm so out of touch. But anyway, people that we call um, for help, but also the people who are there supporting us in other ways too. And I think just seeing the love and the support and mm-hmm. the sharing, and we've even had some ratings come in, which is just we are just so, I echo the sentiment of the gratitude and um, what a great time of year too, to have something that is out there. You know, we're trying to be so positive and getting this positive feeling back. Like it feels like, you know, bring on the holiday season because of all this sharing and love and gratitude. So I just, I'm loving it. Well, and I just want to also say a big shout out to you for being on this journey with me also. Um, you know, when we decided to do this, we didn't really know what we we're getting ourselves into. And we just kind of went in with two feet and we just started to swim. And, you know, here we are. And so a, a big shout out to you for, for coming you. along and for like trusting this journey and trusting this process. Oh my gosh. It's been a blast and I've loved it. And, um, you've made it so much fun and so enjoyable and not feel like work at all. And I can't believe we are where we are. Like you made it happen. You were sort of tenacious with the idea. And I was like, all right, this is a train I want to hop on and not get off. So here we are. Um, we're about to introduce our fourth podcast. So who do we have on the show today? Today we have Sophia Visenji, and Sophia is, she's just amazing. Her story is so inspiring. She talks to us today about using her left brain and her right brain all the time, about being creative. She's an optometrist by what she does, Um, but she also is a 
lifestyle blogger and she has a social media company that she started just by by learning just by like figuring things out um but she's also she's a fashionista and she's a traveler and um she's a family person and a very loyal friend and just an all-around amazing human she, there's just so many little nuggets and lots of inspiration so I hope you all feel that too you know we always try and find guests who have really cool stories and um and are very candid with the conversation to talk about who they are not just what they do but I feel like Sophia's story is such an epitome of what we're trying to portray in our podcast which is she is so much more than just what she does like if you just stopped there you would say okay she's an optometrist but keep listening because there is so much more that she's interested in and how she approaches it I just think is so cool um I definitely, you know, think one of the takeaways for me is how she has the courage just to either make that call or send that email or contact that person. And it's so inspiring. Yeah. Well, with that, let's bring you Sophia, because I've had the pleasure of getting to be alongside Sophia. Um, I've taken a step back of this conversation and Caroline, it's all you. All right, Sophia, it's so great to meet you, and I'm really excited for our conversation today. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so uh, we like to start things off a little bit differently instead of sort of asking, you know, um, what do you do? Uh, Instead, we'd like to know, how would you describe, if you were to describe your life resume instead of sort of a work resume, what are some of the things that come to mind that you would highlight to let us um, sort of get a little insight into who you are? Sure. Um, My life resume, I would say it's it's exciting. No two days are alike. There's never, you know, it's, it's completely unpredictable and spontaneous and Um, Some days I wake up and I'm not sure what the day is going to entail. And I love that part of my life. Um, I feel like it's a a mix of so many different things that I do. And so it's kind of nice. It's like I get to, you know, create and design every day. What kind of things do you um, get to do each day? And and what what do you include in the design of your day? So some days um, I'm seeing patients as uh, an optometrist, um, but I also have a fashion and lifestyle blog that I manage. Um, I adore photography. I love traveling and fashion. And so some parts of my day uh, involve photo shoots or meetings. Um, I also own a digital marketing agency. So that entails meeting clients and working on branding and working on pitches. Um, So between those three very different aspects of my life, I get to kind of blend this very, uh, it's a nice mix of my analytical, the analytical side of my brain and then the creative side of my brain. Um, So depending on the day, it's like I'm kind of exercising both sides and that's great. You know, it keeps things fun. Yeah, that sounds super exciting. How did you get to be in a place where you get both the left side and the right side working probably almost every day. (laughs) I mean, it started off being very, you know, I went into like a very typical career path, um, you know, went into optometry uh, and that was kind of always something that I, 
was excited about doing because it blended my passions. I love fashion. I loved healthcare and I love business. And optometry was this really nice blend of all three. Um, and then from there, it kind of slowly transitioned to me being like, okay, I like this. And I, after a year of doing it, I was like, I feel comfortable, but I'm not totally full. Like my cup isn't full with just what I'm doing professionally. And how do I kind of use it to do some of the other things that I like doing as hobbies, you know? And for me, that was photography. I was living in New York at the time and, you know, I loved shooting the architecture, my lifestyle. Like if there was a fun, you know, food palette in front of me, I would love like taking pictures of that. And so I was like, you know, maybe I start a blog and I start to, you know, write about some of my travel or adventures or I photograph my lifestyle in New York. Um, and that will be like a passion project. And my niche there was that I would talk about eyewear because I was already in the eyewear field. So that became, you know, and eyewear kind of has this nice, it's a fashion accessory. So it has a really, you know, kind of nice segue into fashion. And so I used my profession as an optometrist to, you know, gain credibility uh, that I knew what I was talking about when I came to eyewear and started a blog. Um, and then over the last four or five years, that's kind of grown. And then just about two months ago, I launched a digital marketing agency based off the fact that I had like branding and marketing and content creation experience from my blog. So it kind of very seamlessly blended into what I have now. And now it's kind of like, you know, all the puzzle pieces fitting together and, um, you know, kind of it's like a good blend of everything. It makes sense once you describe it. I'm like, oh yeah, those kind of like go together really well. But on the surface, it's sort of like, what? How does that fit together? I was like, wait, what do you do? Yeah. <laughs> and that's the question. And that's, I love how that you guys are talking about this because the question, like, what do you do some days? I'm like, I mean, like, where do I start? You know, it's like, I mean, and the, the easy thing is to be like, I'm an optometrist, you know, but the reality is that like my day to day doesn't, of course I resonate as that professionally, but it's like, there's so much more, there's so many more layers. Um, and how do I kind of like talk about those things too? You know, I think we're in a very unique time now where I don't think our generation is not just doing one thing. It's, I feel like everyone I talk to has like their profession, which they were, went to school for and all that kind of stuff. But then they're also, they have a passion project or they have a side hustle or they have something else that they're doing that's super interesting and like gives so much um, insight into who they are and what interests them. And they're kind of balancing both worlds. And I think it's amazing. And I think it's exciting that people can decide to change their minds like later in life and be like, you know what? Like, I'm not, I'm not full. What else would interest me? What else excites me? Uh, I think it's great. I think it's like the first time that I'm at least seeing that like with like a generation of people, you know, doing yeah. gone are the days of like, this is my job for the next 40 years. Right. Right. And like, and a lot of the times, like, I think we see people in that older generation that have done that. And you, you're like, you know, they get to a certain point and they either don't feel fulfilled or they're not happy, but they're not, they're like, oh, well, this is what I do now. You know what I mean? And it's like, you make the decision when you're 18 or 19 to choose what you're going to do for the rest of your life. And I think, I mean, you don't really know what you enjoy doing. I never thought I enjoyed marketing or uh, strategy or content creation or photography, like these kind of things didn't really exist even, I mean, back when I decided that I was going to be an optometrist, like 
digital marketing wasn't really a thing, you know? And so it's like, you get to, I'm in my thirties now and it's like, oh, like this actually like excites me. It lights a fire in me. Like maybe I pursue this, you know? Uh, so it's kind of, yeah, I think it's, it's nice that people are questioning. I think this year has been a big year for us being like, okay, we need to step back. We need to stop. We need to pause and we need to ask ourselves, like, am I happy? Uh, and if not, what would make me happy? And like, where, what tools do I have to kind of pursue that avenue? I, there's just so many questions that come up that I want to like get to know a little bit more. So when you, so you optometry, like there was a lot of really like, um, either values or interests that came together for you. And then when you were thinking about the blog, were you thinking from the get go, like, this is going to make me money. And this is like, like, this is going to be amazing. Or like, what were the starting, um, sort of, uh, first steps that might be, um, something that people listening to this could kind of learn from of like how to do one thing. And then how do you figure out how this other piece fits into it? For sure. I think the biggest thing when you're starting anything, it's like, it should never be for the money. It should be because you like genuinely enjoy it, you know, cause when you love something and you genuinely enjoy doing it, you will be successful at it no matter what it is. I really truly believe that. And so for me, it was never, I mean, I had a good job. I had a solid job that I was making an income from, which I was grateful for because it gave me um, kind of like, uh, like a safety net and some stability to then be like, okay, I can do this like for fun on the weekends or my days off. And like, I really like enjoyed doing it. And I think it's like when you, um, just, you know, really, really love what you're doing. It's, you're going to want to do it more and more and more and more. And that's what it became. It was like, I would do it like one day a week. And then I was like, Oh my God, I love this. Like, like that. It was like every day that I had off or even if when I was like on vacation, I was like, Oh, I just still like enjoy doing this. So I'm going to do it. I think another big thing is to, to find people who have similar interests and collaboration is so important because when you're collaborating with others, you're learning so much, you know, about the industry, about different skills, um, about what they do, how they can help. And it's also like, you know, you're joining forces with people um, who will learn from you too, you know, and that's going to be, it's, it's just like a really beautiful thing. So I think it's like finding other people, if you're interested in design, if you're interested in like, you know, flower arrangement, if you're interested in cooking, like find others that love those things. And I would just send cold messages. Like I literally would find an email or DM them and be like, Hey, I love your work. I think you're super talented. Um, this is what I'm doing. And I love doing this too. And like, would you like to meet for coffee or like, maybe like for me, it was like photo shoots and whatever. So I would be like, I would love to work with you. Like, would you love to like get together and create some magic or, you know, collaborate on something or like, I have this idea, like if this is something that resonates with you, maybe we can like join forces on it. And I met so many interesting, cool people because of that. Um, and they've carried on to be like amazing friends, amazing people I've worked with now on campaigns. Um, some people we just hired a photographer I've worked with for the last five years for my blog. We just hired her to do a huge project for my agency now. So it's like, these people have just, you know, like we've just like followed each other's journeys now. And it's just, it's so great. So I would say like, don't be afraid to, if you admire someone or if you like look up to them, they can be great mentors. We can be great mentors for each other. It's like, send the message. And I was like, send that message, send that email. Like you never know when you put something into the universe, like what's really going to come back, you know? And I think there's so much magic there. Um, and so when you like reach out to these people and, and talk to them and like collaborate. And then, um, 
And then how did the blog sort of evolve? Like, where did you start with it? And um, like, where, where is it now? So it mainly started off on Instagram. I do have a website, but um, Instagram was the main platform that's kind of like, you know, been the, the thing the last few years. So I started with zero followers. I started like a brand new account did not start from my personal account because I just wanted to build it out to be more of a professional thing versus a personal blog. Um, so I started from scratch and slowly what happened is over the years I would produce images or content and they would get picked up by other people. So if, you know, I, um, did a post on like a watch or like, a. uh, you know, a fashion brand or something, they would repost my content. And slowly I started growing this audience um, over the years. And then, you know, probably about a year or two into it, I started getting big major companies, brands that I've like adored since I was a kid, reach out and be like, hey, we would love to work with you. Like, what's your rate for uh, us to have you produce content for us? And I was like, oh my God, like, wait, this is this is actually happening, you know? So like now I have almost 14,000 followers, um, years later and I, you know, produced campaigns last month was the first month I made the same blogging that I did as an optometrist, which was like huge for me because for me, I was like, Oh my God, this is like, I've turned this into a second career. Um, and I get to like do something I really, really love doing and get paid for it. Um, but it took a long time. It took a lot of time for me being like, oh, it's not going on anywhere. It's not going anywhere. I'm doing all this work and I'm putting time in it. While I enjoyed it, I was like, oh, you know, it'd be great to like, you know, have it be recognized or have it be, and, and it is frustrating and people do get discouraged, but I always tell people, you have to keep going. You have to keep going. You have to keep pushing, try different things, strategize in a different way, but like keep moving forward because you never know who's watching and who, where out of the blue, you're going to get an email saying like, I saw your stuff through experts and all that. And it's never someone you think it's going to be like the most random way that they find you. And they're like, you're like so talented. We'd love to work with you. And then you just one opportunity snowballs and snowballs and, and it's great, you know? Yes. I think it's a good reminder because so often, um, uh, it feels like people have this overnight success, mm -hmm. but the way you've described it is so, I think, realistic because it does take work. But I think you started from a really great place of like, this is what you loved and this is your passion. And um, I, uh, I'm really curious if from the sort of from the get go, you were clear about your branding, like, like who you are and, or did that evolve? Because I think for people listening, um, one of the big questions I have is sort of how you have all these different interests. Uh, but then how do you make like sort of, you know, the sum is, is like all of this adds up to be who you are, Sophia, as like a person, which is great. Um, but instead of just being the label of like, oh, I'm an optometrist or, you know, or right. I have a lifestyle blogger. Um, how, how did that sort of um, come to life for you in terms of figuring out your own brand? Um, I always tell people that find what makes you different, obviously. And like, that's, it's cliche, but it's so true. Just find a niche for me. It was eyewear. Um, I like I've even before I was an optometrist, I went into optometry because I loved eyewear. I loved wearing glasses. I love wearing sunglasses. And so it was like, for me, that was a very like innate thing that set me apart. Um, for some people it's their like 
you know, uh, a mom and a mom that's like in the big city or some people it's like, you know, whatever it is, it's like, even if it's like an ethnicity thing, if it's where you're from, like find the things that set you apart. I always say like, start with a list and just list out like what really makes you different? What makes you unique? What makes your opinion different from someone else's? Like what gives you that edge? And then definitely build the brand from that niche. And once people recognize you for that one thing, it's easy for you to start to slowly, you know, implement other parts of your life. So for me, it was like, I did eyewear, 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 every picture had a pair of glasses. So even if it was like, I was in bed holding a cup of cocoa, I had a pair of glasses there. If it was, I was doing something on the street, I had a pair of sunglasses. If I was reading a book, the book had a pair of eyeglasses. I, it got to the point where even if I had a pair of socks on, I had like socks that had eyeglasses on them. So it was just like this resonating, I mean, this like uh, repetitive thing where I kept being like glasses, 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 glasses. My handle is the monocle muse. So even in like my name, monocle as in vintage lens, like it kind of tied into that. So once I had established myself as this eyewear expert, eyewear connoisseur, eyewear blogger, then from there I slowly started, you know, bringing in obviously like fashion, which I love. And then slowly it was like, well, I'm wearing these fabulous glasses in this outfit in Morocco or in India or in, you know, Havana, Cuba. And then it was like the travel started to fall into it. And so it slowly by slowly started building on itself. Um, And then you can, in very like gentle ways, um, start bringing in interests and, and things that you're passionate about. For me, like that's women empowerment, female empowerment, um, women of color, uh, all of those things I'm super, super passionate about. So in very subtle ways, I try to also bring that into the dialogue. And then you slowly but surely start to build an audience around all of those things. But I think the most important thing while you're starting from scratch and building and people are getting to know who you are, like making yourself different, setting yourself apart is important. And then slowly you can build layers onto it. That's amazing. Um, for someone who might have a, I know sometimes, you know, it's easy to look at someone else and say, oh, they do that really well, or, you know, they're great for this, but sometimes it's hard to look at ourselves. Do you have any ideas or tips of how someone um, could really kind of get that list started or get it going? I think it's easy for us to, like you said, like we don't know. Sometimes we have imposter syndrome. I definitely struggle with that. I think the best thing is to like, I'm really lucky. I feel like I have a great community around me. Ask like your family and friends, people who really know you, people who are rooting for you and want you to win, who are excited for you. Like the, the people that are just like, you know, like just good people around you, ask them, be like, you know, what do you come, when you think of me or you think of something like what, where do you come to me for, for advice? Like, or when you see something like, is there anything that you see in your daily life that like reminds you of me, you know? And I think people would, you know, and it's also like, pay attention to your family and friends when they're asking you for advice. What are they specifically asking you for? What are they coming to you for? Um, for me, it was always like, I have to get a new pair of glasses or like Tazmos. And she's like, I'm, I'm buying a new pair of sunglasses. Like this one or this one or which one? And that's what people would come to you for. I'm like, Oh, like that's, that's the advice that they need from me. So like pay attention. Cause sometimes we don't really pay attention to like, Oh, everyone's always asking me about this. Like, huh? Maybe. Yeah. They're all thinking like, maybe there's something there. Like, you know, and and if you don't, can't think of it, ask them, be like, you know, is there anything that you think of? And you're like, oh, she would love this. Or, oh, I should go to her for this kind of advice, you know? 
And I think that that you'll be surprised at the the unique things that people are like, oh yeah, when I think of, you know, I think of you. That's such a great tip. I love that. Um, and we kind of glossed over this, but then, so can you tell us a little bit more about how it kind of moved in from, uh, to, to your digital agency? Like, so you have this blog and then, and then it seems like everything is sort of been an evolution for you. So tell us about the evolution to like where you are now in the last couple of months. Yeah. So I started working on campaigns for the blog and, and I think a lot of people don't always recognize this, but like with content creation or blogging or whatever else, you wear a lot of hats, you know, you're like photographer, you're creative director, you're copywriter, you're, you know, strategist, you're constantly doing these things. And I was working with other brands to be like, okay, this is what the concept is. Like, what are we doing? I would hire my photographer and like, you know, do all this stuff and we would have a budget to work with. And it, it really became like a whole in-house kind of project. Um, and then I started producing content and doing this kind of stuff, freelancing. So brands would come to me and I'd be like, okay, I can, I can, you know, put this on my blog or my Instagram, but like, what other services do you need? Do you guys need content creation? Do you need this and that? So I started doing freelance work. And at the time, um, when we all quarantine happened and the whole Corona thing happened, my girlfriend who also is in the industry, um, she was kind of freelancing, doing the same thing. And me and her were quarantined together. Basically she was a neighbor of mine and we've known each other, been friends for like four or five years. And we would be like asking each other advice, like, Oh, like, do you have this contact? Or like, I need this press contact or like, have you, what would you do here? Or like, how, how do you think I should change this? Or like, what would you do? Like, can you look over this for me? We were talking about like, we should just do this officially. We should launch an agency. We should really just do this the right way. You put our two brains together. She used to have a brand. I've been on the talent side for years. And I was like, you have great brand, like experience from the brand side. I have experience from the talent side. Like if we join forces, we really have like a, a great dynamic here. So uh, September 2nd, we launched this digital marketing agency. Yeah. And just really organically put it into the world. And we've had such incredible feedback. Um, we've, you know, signed quite a few clients. We had a, a bunch of meetings today, so it's gone really, really, really well. Um, Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's been a lot of work because now I'm juggling a lot, but I'm super grateful. I'm learning so much on the ground. And I think that's, you know, I had a huge imposter syndrome even launching the agency because I don't have a background. My background is my first degree is in bioscience and then my second degree is in optometry and I don't have a business or marketing background. Um, but I have learned so much from like my experience, like just on the ground. And so that's why I urge people. Like, if you have an interest in something like read about it, watch videos about it, YouTube, internet, like there's so many great resources out there. Like you can really truly do anything in today's, today's age. You know what I mean? It's, it's just about starting. It's just about being like, I'm just going to do it and it's not going to be perfect. And I am a total perfectionist. I'm always like, Oh, it's not perfect. I'm not putting it into the world, but it's like, you almost have to be like, I'm just going to put it out there and like, just go with it and run with it. And you're going to just learn so much on the fly that you're, you know, it's, it's, it's just like, you got to go, you got to just start, you just got to do it. And so that's kind of how this happened. I was like, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just start, you know, and, and here we are. <laughs> that is amazing. That is so incredible. It's very inspirational. Um, that, and that kind of leads into, uh, one of the questions that I was 
dying to ask you too, is just like, you know, if, because you don't have a background in some of these things, I was curious about your imposter syndrome, but also just, or like not assuming that you had it, but just, you know, that is something for a lot of people and, and like how, how, um, do you overcome that? And with learning new things, how do you have the time to fit it all in? Cause I, I'd like to think you probably, you look very well rested. So you probably sleep at night. <laughs> so how do you fit it all in? Uh, thank you. I don't feel well. <laughs> a lot of caffeine, a lot of caffeine. <laughs> um, the imposter syndrome, I would say, and again, going back to like, have a good community around you, like the people around you, I can't emphasize how important it is. It's something I've definitely learned over the years. Like have people who are so supportive that when you are having those moments and like, I'm grateful to have actually my business partner. She has been one of the biggest people to be like, you know, give me the confidence to be like, you know, you look what you've done, like, look what you've done and like, remind you of your worth, like remind you of, you know, what you have been capable of before. Um, so I think that's the thing. Confidence is the biggest thing. And just having people who are really champion, championing you to, to, go after what you want and give you that confidence and that boost when you need it. Like have the right, the girlfriend, like I have such good girlfriends and Taz is one of them, like family who I can like call and be like, Oh, like I'm having a moment. And they're like, I got you. Like I have your back and like, I'm going to walk you through this and give you a little pep talk. And you're going to be like gassed to just do what you need to do. You know, um, as far as the time management, uh, you have to I, just super organize. Like sometimes there's days where I literally have every hour accounted for, like from the seven o'clock when I get out of bed to like seven to seven thirty eight. Like it's just so organized and so planned. Um, and some people are like, oh, how can you just like be so planned out and not be spontaneous? And I was like, you know, it's like, if you don't, uh, like if you fail to plan, you really plan to fail. You know, it's just, you have to really have your time management on point to make sure that you can even I like I schedule like time to relax I schedule time to socialize I schedule like even the littlest things you know it's like I'm from seven to eight I'm turning my phone off and I'm gonna take a hot shower and I'm gonna like watch a tv show and like eat horribly and eat like pizza and ice cream like I'm gonna do that for myself and it's like and definitely making time to rest. That was another thing. Like I would constantly, and there are still times that this happens. I get burnt out. Um, but I think scheduling rest is so important because you really sometimes have to go slow to go fast. You know, you have to just sit back and be like, okay, like I need me time now. Um, and so that is super important too. And if you have to schedule it in, schedule it in, you know? I love that. I think, um, I love what you said about, uh, you have to go slow to go fast. And I think that's, that's very true. I, I feel like we could talk for hours, but we should probably wrap things up. If people want to learn more about you, how can, where can they find um, you? Instagram is probably the easiest thing. My handle is at the monocle, M-O-N-O-C-L-E, Muse, M-U-S-E. Um, send me a DM. My DMs are always open. Um, my email is on there. Email me if that's more comfortable for you. Um, but yeah, I would love to chat more with anyone who's more interested. Amazing. Sophia, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us on this podcast. It's been um, really great just uh, hearing your story and getting to know you. Thank you guys for having me.